This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. How many times does the government have to strip citizenship from a suspected war criminal before he is returned to another country to face trial. For the fourth time in two decades, the federal government has stripped an ex-Nazi interpreter of his Canadian citizenship. 93-year-old Helmut Oberlander of Waterloo, Ontario, is accused of hiding or lying about his past service with a Nazi death squad to before he became a Canadian citizen in 1960. But as he has done in the past, Oberlander intends to challenge his latest citizenship revocation, which came down through a recent federal order in council. Now, there's really no question that he lied about his wartime past to get into the country, but his argument is that while he was part of a death squad, He didn't kill anyone. So what do you think? Should he be allowed to stay? There's no statute of limitations for war crimes like that. This dates back to the Second World War. Uh, Germany has been pretty assiduous in prosecuting uh, war criminals. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-740. 4740. Right now, let's go to Amanda Holman, National Director of the League for Human Rights at B'nai B'rith. Hi, Amanda. Hi. So what is your reaction to this? Uh, I mean, it's, it's very frustrating from the perspective of an organization that wants to see justice done, um, that he is again going to be appealing the decision Um, This is the fourth time they've stripped him of his citizenship. The legal facts of the case are not in question. It's just being drawn out um, past the point of of absurdity, I think. Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm just going to uh, read a statement from uh, from, uh, an official in the uh, Immigration Department, Mm -hmm. uh, which says, Our government does not take citizenship revocation lightly, but it is necessary in cases of fraud and serious misrepresentation. The government is determined to deny safe haven in Canada to war criminals and persons believed to have been to have committed or been complicit in war crimes, crimes against humanity or genocide. I think that's pretty clear. And it's Mm -hmm. pretty clear that uh, your citizenship can be revoked if you lied or covered these things up when you came in. And in fact, a lot of people did after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. No, and I and those facts are not in question. I mean, in in I think every instance, um, that's what the government has found, um, that the government has been very clear on these issues. Uh, and they've given him multiple chances to appeal this. And, you know, every time they keep coming to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the latest notice of the application uh, 
for a, judi- a judicial review was just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Is is the theory? I mean, he's ninety three. Another thing, I just as an aside, it, it it boggles my mind how many of these Nazi war criminals live to these incredibly ripe old ages, mm-hmm. and and then get to die in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, hardly seems fair. It hardly seems yeah. fair, uh, but. Um, is there some problem with our court system that he can appeal so many times? Well, I think any reasonable person would think that there's a there's a problem here. I mean, of course, everybody should be entitled to due process, but due process has to have a, a reasonable endpoint at some point. Um, you know, I don't think anybody would be arguing that this should go on ad infinitum uh, until, you know, it's clear what, what his lawyer is trying to do is to run out the clock. Um, I mean, the man is in his 90s. So it, it's clear that if we just keep appealing this case, eventually it becomes a non-issue. Uh, and I think that's that's what they're looking for. I mean, the, the position of um, some of our legal team at B'nai Bris is that um, you know, he's, he's had due process. It's, it's time to end this process that um, the government should seek a removal order immediately and have him removed as soon as the order issues. That, um, you know, we're under no obligation to wait for him to appeal it again and to wait for the, the outcome of a federal court proceeding. He's had his chance. He's had his due process. Let's order uh, an issue or issue an order of, of removal and, and remove him from the country. Yeah, there, there's one thing I'd just like to make clear that that uh, according to the law, my understanding is that uh, that Canada has to revoke his citizenship before he can be sent yes. to another country for trial. Correct. Uh, unless uh, would 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 that be the case? I mean, if what if they tried to extradite him? Well, I'm not certain on the, on the law there, but I mean, it should be made clear that we have revoked his citizenship. He successfully appealed it four times. Yeah, I mean, to me, that that really is <laughs> four times. Uh, let's take a call from Jerry in Toronto. Hi, Jerry. Jerry? Hello? Are you there? Hello. Yes, you're on the air and we're listening. Hello. Hello, yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, but, um Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Fine. I have uh, just two points to make on that gentleman's claim. I think the first point is we really have no way to prove whether he was or was not involved in one of these uh, suicide squads where a life was taken. And probably the second and most important point in most countries that I've ever visited, uh, including living in Canada, if you're present when a crime has been committed and you don't do anything to try to stop it, you're as guilty as the perpetrator. Well, here's the thing. It, it's not up to us. It's not Canada's trial to see if he was guilty. This would have been mass murder, by the way. Uh, yes. But that's, that's, a, that's a trial over in Germany. Uh, the, what, is, what, is, what there's no question of is that he lied about his wartime past to get into Canada. So it's not it's not up to us. We're not saying we're not saying he's guilty or not guilty. We're saying this guy should go to Germany and stand trial. Well, there's no argument there, but uh, that was just the two points that I wanted to make is that uh, you know, if he uh, should have tried to stop it. Yeah, well, um yeah, he says that uh, he was forced into doing it, but um yeah, the you know, the uh, war crimes are war crimes. That's true. 
Anyways, thank you very much. Okay, thank you for your call. Bye bye. Um, yes. So uh, back to Amanda. Uh, you know, that's we're we're not establishing whether you know he committed those mm-hmm. war crimes. We just want to see him tried. I think that's a very important point to make. Is that we're not we're not adjudicating on his guilt in terms of war crimes. We're simply saying that you know he falsified information in order to gain citizenship illegally. In cases such as this, it's a very clear-cut situation. You get your citizenship revoked. And and the facts of that are not in question. It's very clear that he did, in fact, do that. Um, and so that's why these multiple appeals just make no legal sense, from our perspective anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, their argument is that he didn't participate in mm-hmm. the murders. Um, again, uh, you know, it boggles the mind that there have been so many appeals and, and this case is costing the government a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, also, sometimes there are people who say, you know, leave him alone, he's so old. But uh, mm-hmm. to me, that's that's almost an exacerbating circumstance. He got to be so old. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, that's a, a plea for mercy because somebody's old is not so much. I mean, there's no there's no real justification or legal basis for that. Um, he wasn't, you know, the Nazis were not sparing their victims based on age, certainly. Uh, so I don't know that that's a fair argument to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is there any way that you will be getting involved in this case or do you just sort of sit back and see what happens through the court system? I'm not. I'm not certain at this point. We're definitely having discussions. Um, Benabreth has, in the past, acted as an intervener in this case in one of his previous uh, court appearances. Um, we may choose to be an intervener again going forward. I'm not sure because it's, the decision has just come down, and we're uh, in discussions with our legal team. So, mm-hmm. now. Uh- Back in 2016, the Supreme Court of Canada declined to hear this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, what impact does that have on the proceedings? I, I mean, again, I'm, I would leave the legal decisions up to our, our legal advisors, but from our perspective as an advocacy organization, as a human rights organization, uh, and as an organization very much concerned with the rights of Canadians, as well as the rights of those who've been victims of war crimes. Um, if the Supreme Court is refusing to to, to move forward on this, uh, at what point are we just going to say, you know, okay, that, that's the end. Let's call it a day. Um, we've had four orders to remove his citizenship, to, to revoke his citizenship. So, you know, let's, let's just be done with this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many... Uh leftover cases from the Second World War do you think exist now? Do you have any idea? Oh, gosh, I don't have numbers in front of me for sure. But um, I mean, there would be there would be many, many. Um, obviously, as as people age and, and, you know, people pass away, we're seeing fewer and fewer every year. But um, there's been several in Canada uh, in recent years. So uh, before the courts, though, I couldn't give you I couldn't give you a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, I guess, time is running out on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. And I think um, it's a disservice to the memories of the people who died in the Holocaust to allow somebody like this to just run out the clock. Um, because as you say, time is running out. And so we're running out. Um, we're losing the opportunity to see justice done. And, and, you know, whether he ever faces trial in Germany is a separate issue. 
let Canada take a strong stance here um, and, and let us revoke his citizenship for somebody who participated in the, the most heinous genocide of our generation, for sure, and, oh. and um, you know, falsified his, his involvement in that in order to gain entry into Canada to try to take, get a safe haven away from being prosecuted. Okay, we have time for one more call. Let's go to Barbara in Kitchener. Hi, Barbara. Bar- Margaret. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got the wrong name. Margaret, hi. Oh, I don't even know if you got the wrong person. Okay, I'll hurry up. The man lied. You don't lie. It's very unethical. So he should be sent back. I don't care how old he is. Uh, that's, that's pretty clear, your opinion. My opinions are always clear and to the point. <laughs> okay, well, th- well, that's good. So uh, no, uh, no pass for him because he's 93. Oh, no way. No way. When you lie, it shows your ethics. Okay, then, Barbara. Thank you for that. It's Margaret. Oh, sorry, Margaret. I'm still seeing Barbara on my screen. Margaret, thank you for that. Thank you for that. It's Margaret. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Amanda, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, I think just that, you know, the government should really act as quickly as they can and, and show some expediency here that we've allowed this to go on for far too long and i think you know enough is enough let's end uh let's end the process and as margaret just said he lied that should be enough okay amanda holman thank you so much for joining us thank you so much you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.